Hello and welcome to the Mixed Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. All right, people. It's another night and we're into it. We're going with our stream or no stream of Post Malone's project, 12 Carat Toothache. We'll get right into it after we do our social media plugs. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod, and you can follow us on Twitter at Rap. Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. As always, you can find me across social media platforms at the 313kid, that's T-H-E. 313KID, Instagram, Twitter, Mixcloud for DJ Mixes. So we chat if you're on that Asia thing. All right, that's what's up. Appreciate that, Reaper. Let's jump straight into it with the first song we thought was notable from Post Malone's new project, 12 Carat Toothache, and that is I Like You, the happier song featuring our girl Doja Cat. Let's get it. Shopping in ovens, I like you, I do I hit you in a land, can you fit me in your plans? I like you, I do We went over to France and we woke up in Japan I like you, I do Oh girl, I know you only like it fancy So I pull up in that Maybach candy Yeah, your boyfriend will never understand me Cause I'm about to pull this girl like a hand All right, and that was I Like You, the happier song featuring our girl Doja Cat from Post Malone's new project, 12 Carat Toothache. Let's jump straight into it with, fellas, what do y'all think? I need to understand, man, the production on this joint, I I don't even want to get into that. I think the production was solid. We know Post Malone has some of the best producers in the business uh, that give him beats, and he's a good beat picker, so I don't want to delve into that. Let's talk about where you think he is as far as the question of is he still hip-hop kev easy answer is no and it's been that way for some time i i don't know if you know i don't know what's going on either with his management or production or even with some of the music streams or sources of how they uh they label some of these artists because I mean, you know, Post Malone at one time, I guess you could say he rapped, but he's like long past that. So I feel like we're at a point that he's not a rapper anymore. But I mean, you could you could say his sound is similar to some other rappers, but it just don't feel like it's rap anymore to me. But I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't see it, though. I just don't see it as being rap anymore. All right, that's what's up. Appreciate that, Kev. Let's jump into it with Reaper. Reaper, do you believe that Post Malone is still classified and should be classified as rap? I mean, the the issue is, like, I mean, and it's becoming a bit more malleable now. Like, last week we talked about K-pop taking elements of hip-hop. But, I mean, it depends on who you ask. Like, some of it, you know, has hip-hop elements or some of the songs could be on a hip-hop chart, even though it's classified as K-pop. Um, or, again, mainstream songs, you know, singers and stuff that have beats from Mike Will Made It or the Neptunes or Timbaland. Or, or you know, is, is that hip-hop because it, it has hip-hop production? You know what I mean? I think the bigger issue is, was 
Post Malone ever really hip hop from the beginning. I mean, I guess, because over the last couple of years too, you could say hip hop has a, a bigger scope when you talk about guys like Ride Wave and, you know, even like post emo era. Like if you listen to uh, XXX, uh, Jocelyn Flores, or jo Jocelyn, Jocelyn, I think it's called Flores, Flo Flor, Jocelyn, whatever the second name is. It's like the beat is almost like acoustic guitar and him just sort of like crying for two and a half minutes almost, you know. And it's just kind of like, that's still considered hip hop, you know what I mean? But I think a bigger question is, was hip, was, number one is, was Post Malone, should he have been classified as solely hip hop from the beginning? I don't know. Number two, if the answer is yes, I think people should widen their scope to what hip hop is. Is hip hop just, you know, drums and snares and rap? Because if that's the case, then there's a lot of things that technically aren't solely hip hop. You dig what I'm saying? I think, you know, I think it's something that we, you know, we, we've kind of touched on before, even with um, the Grammy Awards. They have a, uh, what is it? It's a like, is it called like a singing? Is it called like a melodic or something like that? Yeah, melodic, melodic rap or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's so weird now, whereas you could listen to a Drake and it has a lot of somewhat singing type of elements behind it. Or even when, um, you know, when, when T-Pain, you know, really first came out and he had the auto-tune and then Kanye jumped on the auto-tune and then everybody kind of just jumped on this auto-tune and wanted to sing and now they're slowing their records down and it's kind of like... Uh, you know, you know, some of it came from actual so-called rappers per se, but did they keep, you know, where did it, did it ever stop being rap? Because rappers are singing and, and that's, that's like that weird distinction of like what's rap, what's R&B, what's pop. We don't really know nowadays. I mean, it's interesting that you brought up T-Pain, though, because T-Pain's first album is classified as R&B. I mean, but, you know, he, he, I mean... Yeah, so... His album is called Rapper Turned Singer. So it's kind of like, I get... An R&B album. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it would be an R&B album, but, you know, elements from that album is what, you know, Kanye kind of picked up on and created this new subgenre. I'm well, I don't want to say created a new subgenre, but a new subgenre was developed because of things T-Pain was doing that Kanye kind of reimagined and it was reimagined again and now we are at this moment now where we're having these discussions like why is Post Malone still considered hip hop? Why do we have a melodic rap award you know each year i mean like anderson pack anderson pack got a bunch of rap grammys but it ain't like rap grammys they're like melodic rap grammys and it's like okay yeah anderson pack is an award winner but is anderson pack an award winner in the wrong category though so it's just you know so now we're having these discussions like what it is and i think that you know 
you know, I got notes for something later on, but so I think I'm going to save it. Rest of my comments for that. But go ahead and, and go ahead. Next question. All right. You know, here, I'll say this before you move on too. And yeah, we're going to jump into some weeds later. But I remember when we were talking about uh, hip hop classics and we were talking about, we were talking about something on one of the shows and I brought up, yeah, I think it was, mod- no, it wasn't modern day classics, whatever episode it was. We was talking about Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill came up. And you specifically, be wise, verbatim said, is Lauren Hill hip hop or is the Miseducation album hip hop? You know what I mean? And it's just like, there is a lot of singing on there. And Lauren Hill was a singer, but Lauren Hill was definitely a rapper. You know what I mean? So even Drake before Drake, you, you know what I mean? And I would actually be curious to see if that's classified as hip hop or R&B. It should be under hip hop if you ask me, but. The miseducation of Lauren Hill is classified under rap. Okay. I mean, and it should be. But what I'm saying is, uh, if you even go back that far, there's a. Uh, oh, I'm looking at it on, on Wiki right now. It classifies it as hip hop slash neo soul. <laughs> Look at that, slash RB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be neo soul. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because you know what? Yeah. Because if you, I remember uh, there was somebody locally doing like Neo Soul jams a handful of years ago. And um, yeah, X Factor. And um, what does it come on? Man, man, live, my, my, yeah, we can get much higher. That one. They would play that song to death. So anyway, go ahead, man. What's the next question? <laughs> All right, people. So the next question I have for you guys is. Being that we're going to use the caveat that it is hip hop, it's got a bunch of features on it. So it's a two part question. How do you feel about the features? And do you think the overall project complemented what he was trying to express? Reaper? Uh, Let's see. I had the features pulled up. Let me go back to them. I remember <laughs> hearing one feature from The Weeknd. That I was like, oh, okay. And I already heard Cooped Up with Roddy Rich because it's the single. But um, he did have a line on there that said, I think something about uh, Post Malone was the first person to take him on tour. And now they're getting money like brothers or something. He said like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that was a slick little line. But uh, I don't think any of the features are out of place. Like they just fall in seamlessly. But at the same time, I don't think any of the features really stand out enough that it's just like, oh, man, you got to click track seven, that Drake feature. or Oh, man, that that Wheezy feature or that. You know what I mean? I think they all just sort of blend in seamlessly. Yeah, I feel you. Um, for me, my little two cents on it is that, uh, you know, I thought the features were actually at least three of them were the highlights of the actual project. Uh, his solo pieces on here, I think, were a little too monotonous and very similar to a lot of the things he's done in the past. I appreciate him trying to give some shine to some lesser known uh, features. So I give him that, you know, in general, the way I feel about the project, I do believe, you know, again, his his the one thing he has always been able to do in his career is pick good beats and production has always been at a high level. So regardless to whether you think he's hip hop or not, he definitely provides you with a quality project as far as your ear, what you're going to hear. It's going to be something 
appeasing to the ear. So I appreciate him for that. It's just, uh, again, uh, why are you letting your, you know, your features outdo you th- at this point in his career is quite interesting to me. Kev, wrap this one up for us. The features weren't bad. I think they're in line with the top names, you know, either you could say the top names in rap or just the top names, some of the top names in music right now. So having those big name features is always a good thing. I, you know, it's hard to say if they helped or hurt. Um, I do agree with both, you know, you both. It wasn't anything that stood out, but at the same time, it wasn't nothing that wasn't, you know, if if the if the features weren't there, you, you wouldn't you you know you really wouldn't be like eh it needed a feature, but they there and it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it was it was just a eh yeah you know it's not it's not it wasn't a really a thing of great features or bad features. It was just names that we know that he could call up on and say hey jump on the song and they jump on the song and then that's it. So. I mean, you know, it's not a lot we can really say about Post Malone. I mean, truthfully. Yeah, I feel you on that one. We're going to leave it at that. And we're going to move on to our next song that we thought was notable from the project. And that was One Right Now. And that was featuring our boy, The Weeknd. One right now, featuring our man Weekend from Post Malone's project, 12 Carat Toothache. I'm going to jump in first with my question, and then I'm going to give my two cents and get out the way of my co-host and let them uh, get their uh, shot in on this. Uh, the question is, overall thoughts about the project and stream or no stream? And to start this off for me, again, the overall project is pleasant. It's not hard to listen to. The project's not too long. Uh, it was curated in a way that was uh, appeasing to the ear. Was it groundbreaking? Was it uh, a diamond project? Was it worth a billion streams? I won't say that. I say listen to the singles. They're all going to come out. Definitely, as we know right now, the Roddy Rich uh, is the single that's out right now. And that's the uh, uh, Cooped Up uh single and then we know that probably doja cat a uh, single will come out next and that's uh i like you the happier song uh, the sadder song will probably come out as well as a single and then uh one right now featuring the weekend will definitely be a single so i would say enjoy the singles uh i don't know if the project in general you know we're really just talking about about four cuts 
on a 14 track album. That's a tough one for me. Uh, I enjoyed the singles enough to give it a stream based on we're in the summer. And those four tracks are summer type tracks where you can enjoy yourself out at, you know, the beach or something like that, or on the way to the beach, playing it in the car uh, could be an interesting ride for you. So I'll give it a stream just purely based on that. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, let's let uh, Reaper jump in on this. Reaper, your thoughts on the overall project and stream or no stream? I'm surprised we didn't hear from from you talking about your favorite buzzword, <laughs> growth. Growth. We always want to hear about growth. But um, so I listened to it, of course, and uh, after I started developing my own opinion, I checked out some other reviews like I usually do. And that's one of the things that he's getting praised for the most is growth. They uh, A couple of people have said the other records that he put out were more hip-hop, you know, trap beats or hip-hop beats with just singing on it and, and features. And the stuff with The Weeknd or Kid Leroy or how even a couple of the songs borderline drift into ballads, if you ask me, specifically like the intro. Like I'm waiting for the beat to drop for like three minutes and I'm just like, yo, where's the beat? And he got a lot of praise for uh, going in a new direction, uh, trying some new things, uh, you know, going into that pop slash mainstream category more than any of the other records. And um, I think that that goes back to, you know, is this solely a hip hop record? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I agree with the other stuff that uh, B.Y. said. Uh, the songs listed are good songs worth listening to. Did you say stream or no stream or no? I said stream. Okay. I'm going to say, as far as the album, I'm going to say skip it. I think Beer Bongs and Bentleys is the one that you want to listen to. Stoney got a lot of play for a long, long time, and that is a good one to listen to. But I think, uh, honestly, you could listen to either one of those and get the highlights of this album and avoid some of the ballady, beatless songs so i'm gonna say skip it and it's unfortunate because and again that that's why i sort of just made the joke you know about about bys and growth because if you listen to cooped up and that sort of song trap ish vibe with the drop with the singing or i like you it's like as soon as the beat comes up i like you boom i do it's just like you moving your shoulders like hey that's that's a cool little jam it would be a layup for him to just make an album 10 songs that move like that or move like that uh, cooped up track. It would be a layup. But he wants to try some other stuff, go in a different direction, and and that's what we got. So let's see if it evolves some more. But as far as this one, if I have to say stream or no stream, I'm going to say no stream. I'm going to say skip it. All right. That's what's up, Reaper. Appreciate that. I'm going to just jump back in real quick and just say that again. For me, on growth. on his growth <laughs> he definitely grew as far as his presentation but in general like you said he's made other albums that make you feel something or so i don't know if his growth was in the right direction so maybe that's why i didn't bring it up i don't i just don't know if it was in the right direction so uh let's let uh kev anchor this one kev your thoughts 
on the overall project and stream or no stream for Post Malone's project, 12 Care Toothache. It's a, it's a decent album. It's, I mean, it's, it's nothing to really to be excited about. Yeah. It's not really bad. It's, it's just okay. I'm going to say no. And I'm saying no because for me, one listen was, I, I was good off of that. I didn't have to listen to it again. Just feel like I missed anything or, you know, I, I have to listen to it again just to make sure I'm comfortable with for my my answer. I was good. One listen, I was like, all right, I'm good. I listened, got it out my system. I'm okay. The, what What is it? He has like two singles off this album. If you hear those. Three. Huh? Three? Yeah. Yeah. The three singles you hear off the album, you're fine. I mean, you know, if those, if you really like those and you feel like you want more, you can go ahead. But if you're not really pressed, th- then you're okay. It's, it's nothing that's exciting or anything like that. And it's, and I, and I am curious now, I, you know, after Reaper said it, I, I would like to hear a, a, a somewhat credible um, music reviewer hear their score of this album because it's just, it's just weird because, you know, we've been bringing it up over the past couple of weeks who are, you know, credible sources for music reviews and, and recommendations. And it's kind of like, it's not really a lot that you could really say that, okay, this person or this group of people are, you know, they're kind of either spot on or close to being spot on. And, yeah, yeah. Now, I would like to know what other people say. I never really listened to Post Malone music, but just to hear you two talk about him, I didn't really know there was anything he needed to have growth from. But just to hear that, you know, someone say that, oh, he took a different direction. He did this. He did that. It's just somewhat surprising to me. So now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, to really hear someone else kind of break down their thoughts on this album because I, you know, I just don't know. It's just, you know, I know now he sings more than he used used to, it feel like, to me. So, yeah, it's a no. All right, that's what's up. I appreciate that. I just want to say that, yeah, we could easily do a deep dive on this particular project or any of his projects. And, and I think that we are qualified enough that if we put in the work over a period of time, we could give a quality review of it. What I would say to you is that I believe that this platform that we have put together is one of the best platforms for music reviews. I think that all of us have a level of uh, knowledge about what music is and what people want to hear. And uh, again, even though we're missing, you know, a a much, much younger voice on the program, I still think that we give a quality uh, review on most of the projects that we, if not all of the projects we put out. So with that, you know what time it is, fellas. That's two no's, and here we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that was our review of stream, stream or no stream on Post Malone's project, 12 Carat Toothache. All right, so now we're going to move on to our next segment, and that is Talking Hip Hop. And our subject for Talking Hip Hop is Rolling Stone Magazine's top 200 best hip hop albums of all time. 
I'm going to let Reaper <laughs> lead us in on this one, man, because I'm very emotional about this subject. And uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm bothered. And I'm hoping that uh, Reaper will bring some amount of calm to this conversation. Reaper, take it away. We all know Rolling Stone magazine and uh, one of the most popular magazines uh, for music of all time. <laughs> Uh, it's a big honor to be on a Rolling Stone cover, be mentioned by Rolling Stone, blah, blah, blah. They review all genres, but of course, hip hop is included in that. So the other day, uh, about three days ago or so, they released the top 200 hip hop albums of all time, ranked from 200 to one, 200 being the lowest and one being the best. And it sparked a lot of controversy online. We're going to start with the top 10. We're going to talk about that. But honestly, we're going to get into the weeds and talk about just the overall makeup of the list. Does anybody have the list in front of them? I think I can get it really fast. Yes, I have the list in front of me. 10 to 1? 10 to 1. All right. You want to read it? Ten. Read it 10, 10 to 1. All right. So at number 10, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. At number 9. A Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory. At number eight, Enter the Wu-Tang by the Wu-Tang Clan. Number seven, Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott So Addictive. Number six, Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Number five, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Number four, Public Enemy, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. Number three, Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Number two, Outkast, Stankonia. And number one, The Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die. You know what? I'm going to pass it to Kev. I have things to say about this 10, but I don't think it's as egregious in some places as people are making it seem. Kev, what you got to say about this list? <laughs> I think that, you know, when, when we kind of look at just, if, we, if let's take musical, let's take all genres of music and there are kind of like bare minimums. So like if you do like a best of list in any genre of music, there are certain people who have to be put in your list or is not really considered credible. So like if you do a best of jazz list, Miles Davis is in your top three. And if Miles Davis is not in your top three, people are going to criticize your list. Or if you got, if you do pop, you know, Madonna, the Beatles, Stones in your top five. And a lot of it is not really based on opinion, but it's just the impact the lineage, the heritage, the just the you know recognizing what the present and the past have done to that certain genre. Now, when it comes to rap, and we and we've been saying this, we say this quite often. And normally, when we do best of lists, we give a criteria what we're basing our decision on. And when you are a member of the media, you're supposed to be subjective, whereas Sometimes you got to put your opinions to the side. And it was 16 people who contributed to this list. And, and and I looked at all 16 names because 
I, I'll give you that. I'll give you the top 10 is not as bad as people make it seem. But it's the 16 people who contribute to this list, like 10 of the people, at least 10 of these people who, who've done work for Rolling Stones only contributed to best of lists. I think four other people, maybe three or four, who actually write, you know, write enough articles about rap music. So it's kind of like if you only got like three people who actually only do rap music and you have 13 that really don't, it's kind of like three to 13. It, 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 it knocks the credibility down some. But I, you know, but like I said, hip hop rap music has standards like if your five doesn't have nas jay-z m kanye uh Pac, big and now kendrick lamar i mean if you don't have at least three or four of those it's kind of like eh, how legitimate is your list i mean they did hit on they hit on, you know, some of the big names. I mean, surprisingly, Eminem is not in the top 20, which I thought was a huge surprise. But Jay-Z's best album being Blueprint. That is the correct answer. Are we really gonna stand on that? Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yes. Jay-Z's best you're saying Jay-Z's best album is Blueprint? Yes. Oh, a black album? We can delve into that down the road. <laughs> Let's keep it. We're not doing that discussion today, but I don't, I, I don't like, we, we, we've talked about Lauryn Hill is miseducation, rap or not. And we just talked about it a few minutes ago. If we're going to go with Lauryn Hill as being a rap album, Miss E's So Addictive is better than Lauryn, the miseducation? In no way, shape, form or fashion is it better. I, like I said, 13 people who don't write a rap about rap music were given the assignment to talk about rap music. And that, that to me, kind of shows, I mean, like, you know, I went through all 200 albums. Do I think KMD's Mr. Hood should have been on the top 200? No. But I'm not mad as on here. I was surprised to see, like, the streets, the original, the, uh, the pirate joint. I like that. The um. Well, well wait, let, we're going to talk about the whole 200. We're talking about the 10. The- okay. Okay. The, the top 10. Do I have a problem with the top 10 outside of... I don't think Doc Twisted Fantasy is Kanye's best album. I don't think Blueprint is Jay-Z's best album. Nation of Millions, good album. I think Fear of a Black Planet was better. I don't think but- Pimp a Butterfly is top five all time. <sighs> I can get You can have arguments for the 10. I, I, but, but you know what, though? The, the, the thing about the top 10 is I'm, I am totally surprised Eminem is not in the top 10. I'm not a big Eminem fan, but I do recognize his contributions to rap music. I understand how many people really enjoy him. They think he's how how great he is, how skillful he is, and all that. And I would have put if I if I did a list, I would put an Eminem album in there, just off the fact of what other people feel. And I would feel wrong not putting the Eminem album in a top ten list, and Eminem not making a top ten. I think it does hurt the credibility of the top 10. Without a doubt. <laughs> and I'm done on my top 10. <laughs> if if Reaper let me, I'm going to jump in. Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So for my top 10, uh, the, 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 for this top 10, 
Uh, my complaints are they, they start pretty early. At number two, Stankonia is not Outkast's best album, nor is any of their albums worth being in the top five. It's just not. They, I, again, I love them. They are my favorite duo in, of all in hip hop. But Stankonia is not their best project, nor does it deserve to be in the top five. Then we move on. And, you know, there's definitely questions about the blueprint. That's questionable. Uh, uh, it, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back at four is a little bit outrageous to me. It should be definitely in the top 10, maybe top 20, but not at four. Uh, to Pimper Butterfly, again, my favorite album from uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Again, I do not think it's a top five album. I, I think it's maybe top 12, but not top 10. Not top series, excuse me, not top five. And then we move on. Dark Twisted Fantasy is incorrect. It's not in the right order. Uh, college Dropout, uh, um, Late Registration, any of those albums is much better than my Dark Twisted Fantasy. Uh, Missy Elliott does not deserve to be in the top 15. She should be in the top. And anything above 15, she believe, d- deserves to be there. Uh, definitely the woo woo is too low i'm too sorry the woo is too too low on the on the chart at eight i think woo should be in the top five uh enter the enter the woo chang uh 36 chambers is one of the most brilliant albums of all time uh uh, the low end theory we could definitely have a a discussion on that one because again my favorite is not the low end fear, uh, low end theory, but low end theory is one of their top three albums of all time for for a tribe called Quest, and then the mis the, the the miseducation of um, Lauren Hill, <sighs> ten, I think ten is perfect, so I'll leave it at that. Reaper, take it away. <laughs> all right, so just the the disagreements with the ten, uh, you I agree. I don't think any. Outcast record should be listed top 10. I don't think so. I see why Stankonia is on the list uh, because Stankonia pushed them to superstardom. The, I mean, I was younger, but that was the first time that I recognized because I knew Elevators, I knew the earlier stuff, but this was the first time that I put name of song to name of artist when Ms. Jackson came out. It was like, oh, who makes that song? Oh, Outcast. And then Stankonia rolled out and the Stankonia tour and everything like that took them into another hemisphere. So people may disagree that it's the the album that you should pick, but I know a lot of people that would pick Stankonia because of the everything surrounding it, along with album quality, more so than AT Aliens or or Equimini or, or or Southern Playlistic. So I don't think it should be that high. I'm not mad at it though. Like I can see the the argument. Uh, we talked about this a, a ton of times. The consensus is Jay Z's best record is Reasonable Doubt. It's Blueprint or it's Black Album based on what kind of Jay Z you like. If you ask me, Blueprint is the best. I don't think you know Reasonable Doubt. He's still finding himself. It's still like post you know uh, Mafia era rap and Black Album doesn't have the same cohesiveness as blueprint if you ask me but i'm gonna leave that there to pimp a butterfly we're gonna circle back around to this one later because we're gonna end up re-reviewing that record and you know it's an unpopular opinion man but it's or maybe it's an unpopular opinion to say on here but it's almost consensus that 
Twisted Fantasy is the best Kanye record. And I, I know y'all probably don't agree with that, but I'm not mad at that take because if you think about it, Twisted Fantasy has the rap of College Dropout. It has the orchestral, large, crazy production of Late Registration. It has the the sort of, you could even say, arena jams of graduation. It has the the singing and the auto-tune of 808s. It has, you know, some of the the brash that would come on Watch the Throne. It has all of that stuff rolled into one. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I want to cut you off. But as you're talking, I'm reading their review and it's all <laughs> and your your review is like in line with what they said about the album too. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Really? <laughs> I, I'm swear I'm swear if you go look at their description of this album, You'll be like, it's a little bit of college dropout. It's a little bit of late registration. A little bit of graduation. A little bit of 808 and heartbreaks. <laughs> I'm sitting hey, man. I'm sitting literally reading it now. Hey, man. They know what they're talking about, man. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what that... Because the, thing, the college dropout is a great record, man. Late registration is a great record. And as much as I love late registration, it's some skips on there. Depending on my mood, it's some stuff on there I just don't want to hear. And there's some stuff on College Dropout that the skits and stuff kind of lulls the record. But you know what, though? I think I think the argument you just made for Jay-Z could be the same thing you could say about Kanye West. Because, you know, I said to somebody, I, I had the discussion with Kanye. For me, Kanye's last best album is 808 and Heartbreak. Everything he made after that wasn't, it was okay. But, but you know what? And before you even get into it, and I don't want to just, you know, devalue your argument, but I think this goes into the, the I miss the old Kanye. I, I think it goes into that. And that's it. People, it's like people refuse, and I'm not saying that you are people. I mean, maybe you are, but it's like people refuse to acknowledge anything after graduation. Right, right, right. Sometimes they acknowledge 808s and they just don't acknowledge anything else. And it's, I don't think that's fair. But I think that, you know, Kanye is one of those artists that he's had so many different transitions that you could be a fan of so many. If you if you say you're a Kanye West fan, it's almost like, okay, which era or which album? It's, it's the same with Outkast. It's like if you say you're an Outkast fan, it's almost like, well, which album or which era? Because, you know, after like you said, after graduation... There's a there's a different Kanye. It's not the same Kanye as before. So like old Kanye is them first three four albums, but when 808s and Heartbreaks came out, this was a totally different artist. It's not the it's not it's not it wasn't like a a steady change or like let, let me let me take it let me slow walk you to this next level of music elevation I'm about to go to. It was just like boom. It was just here it is. Here's my new sound. Take it or leave it. This is where I'm. I, Right, and I think Twisted Fantasy, whether people agree with it or not, is final form. It's final form, Kanye. I'll give you that, but it's but you know what though? But I, I like I say, I think that you know, Dark Twisted Fantasy is one of those albums where it's it's a it's a I think it's a generational thing because no, it, it is, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. More people under the age of 
that 30 the 35 to 40 age range is is indifferent but those under 35 that they, they they lean towards dark twisted fantasy over 40 is late registration and graduation and college dropout it's a generational thing but you i've more more people under the age of 35 i've heard say it's this dark twisted fantasy or 808s or yeezus or you know more his newer stuff and the older people like the early stuff. It's a generational thing. And it's, 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 it ain't no diss to nobody. It's your musical taste at that time. Like, you know, like like we did um, Jay-Z's 444, and you was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And you was like, why you guys like it so much? I'm like, it's this mature, you know, I done lived a life type of album. And he's telling you about these life, real life experiences that you're going to have so okay so what is so what is twisted fantasy it's immature what are you saying it's not immature it's it's a i think it's i think it's a sound for a certain generation of listener nah i don't agree it's it's i'm telling you i'm telling you if if, if you go look up if when you like you just said you say like, like like you just said you like i don't know if you that guy that says old kanye or not i'm not that guy that says old kanye i mean I like the old Kanye and I like some of this new Kanye, but I'm just saying like as far as albums that Kanye has made, I I like the majority of stuff on 808s and Heartbreaks. Like all that other stuff after that was okay stuff, but it was this I like the majority of what he did in 808s and Heartbreaks. Doc Twister Fantasy wasn't a bad album, but I don't know I I I don't know if I like the majority of the album though. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the consensus. It's the it's the consensus best. Like there, and and again, y'all might not want to hear this, and that's fine. There's no skips on Twisted Fantasy, and I and Twisted Fantasy is not my favorite Kanye record. I'm not saying that, but if you have to pick one, this is the best, the magnum opus of Kanye West catalog. It's that album, and there's, I don't think there's any challenge in it, if you ask me. And you know what though? I'm, well, hold up, we're gonna leave it on that point, but I'm, a, but that point you just made is what I think was wrong with this list. Because even though you said that it's not your favorite Kanye album, you could recognize the greatness of the album, right? And my, I don't want to misquote you. Sure. But that, I, but I don't think that's what we got from this list, though. I don't think people can recognize albums they didn't particularly care for. But I think, I think the opposite. I think that's what a lot of the list is because, yeah, we're going to move on. We've been talking about Kanye for too long, but <laughs> the other one is uh, Low End Theory. Everybody that you speak to that likes Tribe, it's an argument. Is, is your, do you like Low End Theory or do you like Midnight Marauders? I think Midnight Marauders is clearly better, but I've heard people say Low End Theory is clearly better. And and another, like, uh, since Low End Theory came out first, it's like Midnight Marauders builds on what Low End Theory is. So you have to acknowledge Low End Theory as the better record. And I've heard, I've heard many arguments. But it's just like, I, don't, I wouldn't put it on there, but I can see the argument. I've heard the argument a million times. So, okay, fine. You know, I don't want to die on that hill. And same with Kendrick, same with Kanye, same with... You could even say Public Enemy, same with Jay-Z, same with Outkast. The only one that, if you ask me, is like, which one of these does not belong here is Missy Elliott. But I think we should go and do our due diligence. I think we should review this 
maybe even as early as next week. Because I am not going to sit up here and tell you or the people people out there in Radio Land, I've never heard the Miss E so addictive record front to back. I've never heard it. I just wasn't checking for that album. It's not a bad album. Well, here, don't, don't. Well, here, here, I don't. Let me hear it first and let's talk about it on air. No, no, no. What I'm saying is this it's not a bad album. But why are you trying to influence me before I've heard it? Let me listen to it first and we can talk about it later. Is that cool? Is that cool? Cool. Okay. But, but. Uh, my last thing I'll say on it, and I think we should dive into some of the other picks outside of the top 10. I think the list, one of your earliest points is um, who has to be acknowledging your top five or the list becomes invalid. As far as I'm concerned, keeping it hip hop 100%, if your top album of all time, your number one is not Illmatic, 36 Chambers, or Ready to Die, the list is incorrect. Because these, those are the only acceptable answers, if you ask me. Ready to Die is listed as number one. Okay. I think there's an argument to be made. As long as Ready to Die, Omatic, or 36 Chambers is number one, the rest of the list doesn't really matter. Oh, it does. It does a lot. I mean, I, I get that argument. I get that argument, too. But I... Because Illmatic is at 24. Excuse me. Let me jump wait, in so, here. Wait, so, so let me say this. Because Illmatic is at 24. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're going to... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we step out this top 10 thing. So, okay. You said three albums at number one, right? Mm-hmm. So, if one of those three albums are not at number one... The list is invalid. And the other two... Huh? The list is invalid if one of those is at number it, okay, one. I'm saying, like, let's say, let's say one of those three is at number one, right? then what placement should the other two be? Well, okay, I'll put it like this. They, they, If you ask me, they should be top 10. However, I can... All three? All, all three should be top 10, right? Yes. If you, if and you, at least one should be number one. If you ask me, yes, 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 to all of that, yes. So you have two. Two out of the three you just named are in the top 10. Right. And one of them didn't even make top 20. Right. But I'm going to sit up here and say... Ready to Die being the number one album of all time is correct. I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with number one. I, I don't. I have spoken to many people of the, over the years that don't like Illmatic for whatever reason. Yeah. It's too boom bap or lack of radio singles or eh, just don't feel the, the this. But it's Nas hate, though. It's a lot of Nas hate, though. I don't know what it is. I haven't really gotten to the bottom of it but there's some people that just don't like illmatic like that i'm not gonna sit up here and argue with it because like i said i haven't been able to pinpoint exactly why people don't like illmatic and i think two out of three for a magazine a media source that doesn't focus solely on hip-hop i think it was really egregious when you read it especially you know missy (laughs) but I think uh, the more and more that days that go by, the more people that I talk to about it, I'm ready to die is the one. And okay, y'all can add the rest of them. All right. So we're going to move on to uh, 20 down to 10. Yeah. And I think before you read that, I think this is an even more interesting because uh, Ghost. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, when you really look at the 10, you can rearrange the order of some of the ten, but Missy is the question mark. Yeah, I can get. I, 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 I'm fine with that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. 
particularly care for some of the choices, but I'm fine with nine out of the 10. But 11 through 20 is more crazier than one through 10. <laughs> go, go ahead, be wise. That is correct. Here we go with 20 through 10. At number 20, Future DS2. There you go. Number 19, Lil' Kim, Hardcore. Number 18, Mad Villain, Mad Villainy. Number 17, Kanye, Yeezus. <sighs> My goodness. Number 16, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. Number 15, Eric B and Rakim, Paid in Full. Number 14, Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele. Number 13, Dr. Dre, 2001. Clips, Lord Willing, at 12. Number 11, Drake, Take Care. I'm going to jump in first, get my little shots off, and then let the let the, the real heads get into this. I'm cool with uh, Drake at Take Care. Cool with that. You know, it could be a little lower, but it is what it is. This, this bullshit with the clips at Lord Willing. This makes it, it's, this makes the list more uncredible than, and, you know, it is, this is, this takes away all credibility. The clips? The clips at 12? Get the fuck out of here. The clips should be no higher than 50. Nothing they've made is higher than 50. Nothing. Lord Willing was a good album, man. It's a great album. <laughs> Lord Willing is a good album, man. Look at that. Wait a minute. Go back, fellas. Look at their score. The critic score for the clips, Lord willing, is a 66. That's from that's from Rolling Stone. So if it's a 66, how does it make 12? Please go back and look at it. I'm not saying it should be 12. I I don't know if uh Lord willing would be the the thing that makes the list not credible. Yes, it makes it not credible when you put a 66 in the top 20. When there's other albums that are better than that, when when you put Illmatic at 24 and Lord Willing at 12, that makes the that makes this that makes this list not credible. Then I, again, you know, hey, it, to each his own. As far as 13 with Dre, I think the Chronic's better than 2001, but that it is what it is. Some people may like 2001 better than Dre. I mean, sorry, better than Chronic. Okay, that's fine. But the chronic or 2001 should be in the top 20. I get that. I'm okay with that. Uh, Ghostface, Supreme Clientele, 14. It's fine. That's no problem. Uh, Eric B and Rock Campaign and Fool is fine. But then we come to another problem. Number 16, Cardi B Invasion of Privacy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How does Cardi B make the top 20? But you know what? This tell me. This is a really interesting thing because so they. In the intro, if you read the top 200 lists on the Rolling Stone website.com, they have like an intro paragraph or, or two, or they might be three paragraphs. So anyway, it basically says this list that we made in 2022, we were more willing to add newer records than we ever were before. If you asked us to make this list 10 years ago, even five years ago, we would have stuck to golden age stuff. We would have put some newer stuff on there, but like later in the list. But it went on to say like, you know, people think golden age, they think 90s, they think Pac, they think Biggie, East Coast, West Coast, Snoop, all of that stuff. And you got to put those at the top. But to somebody that's younger, you could say generational, 
to somebody that's come up in a post future DS2 in a, you know, post Drake in a post basically post, yeah, 2010 or so era, you could argue that the golden age is now because hip hop is more malleable. You can, you can do more things. You can say more things. You can have more sub genres, more whatever, whatever than ever, than ever before. And I think it goes into an interesting question. What do you have to do to make a newer record and have it crack top 10, top five? Because it's really just based on opinion. Like when you talk about, you know, like the NBA playoffs is on right now. People talk about Jordan. People talk about LeBron, Kareem, you know what I mean, as these all-time guys. But down the road, there could be all-time guys simply based on stats. You win X amount of rings, X amount of finals, MVPs, score X amount of points. You would statistically be up there with those guys. But can you ever make an album? To, to, to some people out there, can you ever make an album that's better than Ready to Die or Illmatic or some people would say no it's not possible and i don't know if that's fair it's not fair but but shouldn't but at the same time shouldn't we have a certain either criteria or well like like you said in the intro in the intro they explained that but even even if there's certain criteria though everybody's not going to agree with the criteria because it's not stats it's not like sports i but i mean but but with but within that criteria you can add certain you can say okay this is this is this based off of these categories is how we came to our decisions like like you just said with this list they were more open to adding more newer stuff as opposed to x number of years ago but like i like i said in the beginning i you know i feel like because rolling stone is this major publication there are things that members in the media are supposed to do like Sometimes you have to put your opinions to the side and be subjective in reporting. But but when you're reporting, so but I don't feel like I don't feel like they were. I don't feel like the elements of this list were subjective. I think this a lot of this list was people's opinions. But I mean, when you're reviewing an album, it's always your opinion. I don't know if you could subjectively say this is better than this because that is still based on opinion. It's not based on fact. What I'm saying is true, but but is it but so but the, the, I think what I'm saying is I think the coolest thing about this list, you know, there's some egregious stuff in the top ten. You know, okay, fine, we've gotten over that. I think the coolest thing about the list though is how many new records get acknowledged. I think it's super cool that Migos culture is on there. It's not super high. It might be forty five or fifty four or something like that. But I think it's super cool that fifty four. Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele is, is so high. I think that's super cool. I think that Doom, rest in peace, Doom is is so high with the Mad Villain. I think that's super cool. I don't know if Cardi B should be that high, if you ask me, <laughs> but that Cardi B record was a great record. I went on record uh here on the show last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, talking about DS2 and how DS2 has some of the best replayability along with Cushion Orange Juice out of any records of the last 10 years. I think it's super cool that DS2 is is number 20. I could see some people really arguing me down and saying it doesn't deserve to be 20. I think that's super cool that it's top 20, though. 
So I think, and it says this in their intro paragraph too, that, because I don't know if college dropout is even on the list. I think it is on the list, like later down the road, but is graduation on there? Is late registration on there? Again, do you just want to put all the Kanye records on there? Because I would make an argument that Pablo needs to be on there. I don't think Pablo's on the list, though. Pablo's not even finished. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) He has five entries in his top 200. What I'm saying is, I think, no, it says in their intro paragraph, too, when it came to artists that had multiple projects that needed to be acknowledged, sometimes they went with the more controversial choice to stir up a conversation so and and it's clearly working we're, we're... yeah break, late, late registration is at 41 and college dropout is at 52 so kanye has he has five entries in this five entries kanye has five in 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 the top 52 yep he he i mean he's he's the most recognized he's the most decorated artist out of this 200 which i don't i, I don't have a problem with that I don't have a problem with that at all. But I think, you know, putting some more controversial choices on there to get people talking about, I think it it, it worked, number one, but also it brings up some interesting questions because DS2 is a great record. Future, it's a great record. And Cardi B, it's a great record, man. I remember going out of my way and I didn't uh, write a review for it. I wish I did back when it was first came out but it was the first record in a handful of years that i didn't just listen to a handful of times to review it but after i reviewed it i wanted to listen to it in my free time like i actively was like man put that cardi b record on again and i was really surprised about that like it's it's not a lot of records doing it nowadays and i think stuff like that needs to be acknowledged okay so yeah let me ask you this then i i I get the i get the Converse, sparking conversation. I get that, but I don't know. I, 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 part of me feels like it's trolling, and 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 I, and I get that. You know, there are things. Man, nah, <laughs> come on, man. I did, I know, no. I honestly feel like it's trolling. I feel like this is trolling. That's what it is. I feel like a, I feel like some of this stuff is trolling. Missy over Lauryn Hill. I, that's trolling. Cardi B over Reasonable Doubt. And Illmatic, nothing. Against, this is not to say Cardi B. No, this is nothing bad against Cardi B. I think that is a decent album, but do I think it's top twenty all all time? No. The clips is trolling. It's not top twenty all time. I know. I ain't gonna say clips. I'm not gonna say clips. Clips in top ten, top fifteen is trolling. But you know what? You know what? That's because you like the clips. If you like hip hop, it's not it's trolling. No, I can't say that. I can't say that. I'll, I'll tell you, you. I'll tell you what's trolling. It's it's uh at, at uh late down at twenty one is trolling. What's twenty one? What's at twenty one? What's twenty one? Twenty one is uh drought three. Lil Wayne. <laughs> hey, a mixtape. A mixtape on the album list is trolling. All right, so we're not gonna go any further as far as uh, the rest of the numbers because uh, of time sakes. We're gonna start now with each person, you know, giving out some of the things that we thought was egregious. And I'm going to start this off with the, um, with what I thought was egregious. And again, I believe I'm fully in on the trolling thing because again, all this is to, to spark conversation. 
because again, the Marshall Mathers album being behind other things is just, it, it, that's trolling. There's no reason that this stuff should be the way, the list should be the way it is. And uh, the next one on my, as far as my list is concerned that I really wanted to bring out is uh, Beastie Boys, Paul Boutique. When it came out, it was trashed. It was trashed. Uh, most of uh, the Beastie Boys projects had very high critic reviews. And to see them give it a 94 is is very interesting on the Paul's Boutique. Beastie Boys deserve to be on here. I'm just saying License to Ill is not on here uh, it, it, above Paul's Boutique. I know what was happening when Paul's Boutique came out and every every uh, um, the source, all these other credible uh, reviewing uh, platforms trash Paul's Boutique. And they were like, what is going on? And then they went right back after that and gave you some real uh, what they what people wanted to hear from uh, Beastie Boys. And I would put five boroughs above. I put several of their albums above Paul Boutique. I enjoyed Paul's Boutique. I think it's in their top four best albums, but not not that it shouldn't be the highest one on the list for them. That is I just think that's outrageously egregious. The Chief Key finally rich is outrageous. Uh, the uh, as much as I love Jay Dilla, the Jay Dilla I think is uh, egregious. That's an instrumental. It's a beat tape. How is a beat tape in the top fifty over other things? It's just egregious, very egregious. It's ridiculous. And I again, uh, you know, this was straight trolling for me. And I get what I get what Reaper is saying. And I'm gonna let them have it after this, and they can choose what they thought was egregious. But those, just some of those things, were highly, highly egregious for me. And, and I'm going to leave it at that and, and let the other cats jump in here on this and, and, and do their thing. Again, it's just it, it, it hurts my it hurts my feelings that they, that they, they they're trolling like this. And 400 degrees by juvenile is all the way almost at 70, 400 degrees. Madness, straight madness. Some people on the staff were Ghostface fanboys because Supreme Clientele is on the list. Fish Scale is on the list, and Iron Man is on the list. And I think Iron Man and Supreme Clientele definitely should be on the list. I'm not sure about Fish Scale, even though Fish Scale is a great record. And uh, I was excited to see, like I said, Migos Culture, Future DS2. Um, it's two UGK albums on there, Riding Dirty and Super Tight. Mob Deep is on there, Infamous. I know we've had arguments about Mob Deep. The first Nicki Minaj record is on there. Uh, Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap is on there. Cuban Links is on there. Liquid Swords is on there. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of records that, uh, or even, you know, rest in peace, Jay Dilla Donuts. I'm glad that Donuts is on there. I don't think people acknowledge Donuts as much as they should. So I'm, I would say outside of some egregious placement as in order with the list, but I would say the overall 200. I'm actually fine with it. I might actually venture as far as to give it a thumbs up outside of the order of the of the records. Uh, you know, again, I, my my last statement on this part, it is trolling. At it, well, I'll say this is 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 an interesting it's an interesting list. I I will say it is hard to come up with. 200 valid albums 
it's not it's 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 difficult to do, but it's and 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 I and I and I want to say it's it's a it's new also because like I said, not to see Eminem in the top twenty is surprising. To see Cardi B in the top twenty is surprising. Not to see Illmatic place high is a surprise, but I think that you know it, it is an interesting group of albums that was put together um i'm surprised that asap rocky's long live asap was rated so low when i know that uh it got a lot of love when it came it still gets a lot of love now by a lot of people you know that mixtape is overrated man and also that is a mixtape too but uh it that mixtape is overrated for sure i mean i'm not gonna disagree with you but there's a lot of people who love it though yeah there's a lot of people who still talk about today. I thought Cuban Links would be would be ranked higher. The Dirty Foot Philosopher, I was surprised to see that one. <laughs> Grave Digger Six Feet Deep, I was surprised to see it. Then I then I was like, oh man, they, they put it down too low. Cannibal Ox, I, I didn't think I would see that. Handsome Boy Marlin School was another that was unexpected. Little Brothers are listening. At 142 was like shocking to me because anything under 100, I, I think is is crazy to me. Uh, the Streets or, original pirate material, good to see that album. Oh man, Rick Ross is rated over LL's radio. Crazy. That that's crazy. That that's that's just crazy to me. Pusha T at 108 with Daytona. Jay Z's Black album at 113. I think that's crazy. But if I had a problem with it, it, I think the two things I probably had a big, big problem with is the score by the Fugees is not top 50, which I think is totally wrong. And Rich Gang, Birdman and those other cats at 102, over Black Album, over Speaker Box, over It Was Written, over Into the Stage, The Listening, Commas B. LL's radio, UGK super tight, six feet deep, wool report. But you know what? After 50, like you said, honestly, if you ask me, after 25, this don't don't matter. It's just throw them at a dartboard. I think after 30. After 30. I can give you after 30. But yeah, okay, 30. It don't it don't matter. If you talk about 103 or whatever number you're this stuff don't matter. I think I mean with Jay-Z's black album not in the top hundred. I mean, who cares? That's a, I mean, honestly, who cares? Because the blueprint is number two or number three or whatever number it was. So, I mean, yeah, the rest of this stuff don't matter, man. It. I think, like I said, after top 25 or 50, it's just cool that it's on the list somewhere that it got acknowledged. The rest of that stuff don't matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's interesting and, and, and it causes for, you know, debates like this and, you know, we give our opinions and, you know, and give our thoughts, but I don't know. I don't know. I just wish that, you know, I don't know. I just feel like there are certain albums that are just transcending or very impactful. And I don't know if those, some of those didn't really reflect on this list though, but you know, they, this is their opinions, I, you know, and they got paid to get their opinion. So it's got to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, we let's wrap it up there, gentlemen. Oh, you know what? There are two Doom albums on there as well. 
Rest in peace, Doom. I can't say enough good things about Doom, man. But um, we appreciate everybody listening to the show this week. <laughs> Got a little bit long-winded on the uh, Rolling Stone thing, but we said that we was going to get into some of the weeds, man, and this is what y'all like when we get into the weeds. Um, do yourself a favor and uh, tune in in the coming weeks because we're going to we're gonna revisit some of these albums, uh, particularly the Missy So Addictive record. Butterfly. Particularly to Pimp a Butterfly. We might even have to get into uh, Juvenile 400 Degrees. I mean, because. <laughs> but it's interesting, though. It's, it's, you know, it's stuff that we've talked about on air and off air. And now just is in our face now. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. So. Yeah. Just, yeah, all the people out there, man, keep it locked because we're going to definitely do our due diligence and, uh, we might be talking about this on and off for the rest of the year, for real, for real. <laughs> Just the, the the content of uh, what's happening on this list. Once again, if you haven't uh, checked out, it's the Rolling Stone magazine's top 200 hip-hop albums of all time. And uh, check out, or no, we said don't check out Post Malone's <laughs> new project, 12, <laughs> 12 Carats. It's, it's no stream. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, as always, be wise, uh, Reaper and Kev. You can find me on social media at the three one three kid, T H E three one three K I D, Instagram, Twitter, Mixcloud, and WeChat. If you're on that Asia thing, send me a message, Kev. Let them know about the Mix Era Rap. Yeah, Mix Era Rap, the Twitter, Mix Era Rap, and the Instagram account is Mix Era Rap Pod. We're up on YouTube now, so you can hit us up on there. Anywhere you get your podcast from, you should be able to find us. Um, yeah, that's it. Be wise. Do your thing. All right. Thank y'all for listening. God bless. We out of here. Peace.